0: Welcome to the ideas that change the world podcast with Rabbi Manis Friedman, where we make sure your life will be changed for the better. One idea at a time. Rabbi Friedman is the number one voice of clarity on moral and social issues. So what are we waiting for? Let's go change the world. which is halachically, of course, correct, because when you're in mourning, you can't think halachically, you can't think, uh, you can't think um, sharply enough to be able to make halachic decisions. And so he turned to the, to the people around him and said, tell me what the laws are. Of course, when they tried to tell him what the laws are, he kept correcting them and insisting that they look it up again and make sure that they're doing it right. We, living next door to the debitson. To the Got a phone call that night from the Rebbe's secretary. And uh, it seems that the Rebbe had said to the secretary, uh, Let's bring my mother back to her apartment rather than to a funeral home. And the funeral would be the next morning on Sunday. But then he said, The freedmen's are Kohanim. Call them and find out whether their apartment building. Is connected by the same roof as the apartment building where uh, where the debitson would be, because if it is, then we wouldn't be able to spend the night there. Because a Cohen is not allowed to be under the same roof with a uh, with with a uh, with someone who had passed away. So we got this call. We were told to see if the roofs were connected, and in fact they were. So. Um, all of us, the boys, had to go find other places to sleep that night. And as we already mentioned, the Rebbe then instituted the custom of teaching Arashi in honor of his mother. So the sixth day of Tishrei, a day in which the Rebbe would fabreng, and uh, during the 80s the fabreng would be telecast by satellite uh, throughout the world, the sixth day of Tishrei is the day in which the Rebbe would speak about uh, women's issues, the role of the women, the contribution of the women, and so on, the mitzvahs of the women. In the year 1975, on Vav Tishrei, the sixth day of Tishrei, the Rebbe spoke about the conclusion of the Gemara Sukkah. And at the conclusion of this Gemara, we read a story about a family called Bilga. They were Kohanim, and they had their season in which they would do the service in the Beis HaMikdash. Different groups of Kohanim had their different seasons. Each group had a name. This particular group was named Bilga, the name of this particular family. But the entire group, the whole division, was called the Division of Bilga. In the time of Hanukkah, 2,000 years ago, when the Greeks, or the Assyrians, were destroying Israel and uh, tearing down the temple, the Beis HaMikdash, there was a, a woman, Miriam Bas Bilga, who had been living with a greek soldier who had eventually become a general in the army and it was this particular soldier who was in charge of destroying the temple when this girl miriam the daughter of bilga heard that the temple was going to be destroyed she asked to go along and to watch and as they were tearing the temple apart, she went into the inner, to the, into the, cha- into the uh, front chamber of the temple, where the altar was, and she took her shoe off and beat with her shoe on the altar, and she said, the Gemara quotes, «Lucus, lucus, you wolf, you devour Jewish wealth». You devour the sacrifices, but you don't do anything. You can't help when Jews are in trouble. Because of this blasphemy, when the Maccabees regained control of Yerushalayim and of the temple, and they rededicated the temple, which we celebrate on Hanukkah, because of this blasphemy, the the family of Bilga and the entire division of Bilga were punished in that they had three privileges denied to them. And the Gemara says, why were these privileges denied? Because of Miriam Bas Bilga. Because of Miriam, the daughter of Bilga. That's the story in the Talmud, in the Gemara Sukkah. Many times the Rebbe spoke about this from a halachic point of view and uh, analyzed it. But this year, 1975, on Vov Tishrei, the Rebbe took a completely different approach. The Rebbe pointed out that the Gemara could have told us the story of Miriam Bas Bilga without mentioning her name. It would have been simple for the Gemara to simply say that the Bilga division was denied certain privileges because of a daughter of Bilga. But to mention her name seems to be unnecessary and uh, rather uh, a bit of a lashonhara. Based on this, the Rebbe said that the Gemara is actually trying to tell us not only of Miriam Bas Bilga's misbehavior, but also something positive about her and because of that positive aspect, they mention her name and, and give her credit for, for this goodness. What is the goodness? So that Rebbe said, if you take a closer look at the story, you will realize that here is a Jewish girl who is very alienated from her tradition, from her family, from her community, from everything godly who, when she heard that the temple was going to be destroyed, out of sheer curiosity and for her amusement, she wanted to come along and watch. And yet, as alienated, as callous, as corrupt as she was, when she actually saw the destruction taking place and the suffering of the Jewish people, it moved her so deeply that she complained to the altar why it consumed Jewish wealth but didn't help in a time of need. That's what moved her the most. And the Debbie got all choked up about this and couldn't finish the sentence. I remember that, that Fabringen and uh, the surprise that, uh, that, everyone, uh, that everyone then felt because that's a real original twist on the story. But the Rebbe was very emotional about that. The greatness, the goodness that lies at the depths of the heart of every Jew, even someone as far and as, and as alienated as Miriam Basbilga. This was on Vov Tishrei. On uh, Simchas Torah of that year, the Rebbe again mentioned the story, and he said that he was asked, Why is it? that he spoke so positively and so highly of Miriam Basbilga when the Talmud, in fact, speaks very negatively and condemningly about her. And the Rebbe gave the following answer. He said, when you say something in favor of a person, when you find a limutzchus, when you can find a, a, an argument, a defense for a person's misbehavior, It has a great effect on the person. We can see this from the negative, from the negative effect that critical statements have. Because we're told that when we talk Lashon Hara, when we speak Lashon Hara, we are harming three people. The speaker is harmed, the listener is harmed, and the person about whom the story is being told is also harmed. Now we can understand that the speaker should be harmed because he's sinning. The listener is also participating in a sin. But why should the person being spoken of, why should he suffer? He did nothing wrong. And the answer is, lashon hara doesn't mean making up stories about people. That's called slander. Lashon hara means saying things that are true but not complimentary since it's true the person does have this fault or did commit this sin